Hello, I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadak. Chris Gabin. And we hate movies. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the program. Week two of our third summer blockbuster extravaganza, or a SBE3, as I've been calling it, to myself and no one else. <laughs> now now hundreds of people know yeah. that. <laughs> hundreds and hundreds. <laughs> hashtag SE3. Everybody ready for it? <laughs> SB, hashtag SBE3. There you go. Uh, so, oh, man, speaking of stinkers, 1997's Steel... Starring Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal's gonna play Steel. I remember, I remember chanting that to myself. Little fat kid all, all excited about it. <laughs> Mom, guess what? <laughs> I don't care, Steel! <laughs> Mom, guess what? Shaquille O'Neal's gonna be in a movie! Can you lock me out now? <laughs> or, or let me out of my cage! It's hot in here! <laughs> I've been using these wizard magazines as toilet paper! I really gotta go to a real bathroom! <laughs> I've been sustaining myself on McDonald's grease! <laughs> Just like you said I would! <laughs> I've previously eaten McDonald's grease! <laughs> Man, I will get it out of the way up front. I saw this and Kazam in theaters. Wow! <laughs> oh yeah! Oh, it's, yeah. But you didn't see Blue Chips in theaters. Did not see Blue Chips in theaters. It's the godfather of Shaquille O'Neal movies. It's, 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 it's the high watermark of his thankfully short acting career. And I mean, it's got Nick Nolte yelling at him. I mean, what else do you want in a movie is really the question. Uh, he's point. just, he's yelling at everybody <laughs> and nobody is safe in, in Blue Chips, which is fantastic. It's, it's great because Bobby Knight is actually in that movie, and it's kind of that thing, that Simpsons joke, where uh, whatever the um, uh, Don King substitution... Lucius Sweet. Lucius Sweet. They're like, oh, it's Lucius Sweet. He's just as rich and powerful as Don King, and he looks a lot like him. Because like, <laughs> if there's a world where Bobby Knight exists, Nick Nolte's character shouldn't exist. So Shaquille O'Neal is a, a genius weapons designer for the army, so... Right from frame one, suspend all notions of disbelief you ever had about anything ever. And they missed a joke early. Like, why didn't this open with the tailor for the army being like, no way. (laughs) (laughs) You've got to be kidding me. (laughs) That's actually a thing you can read in the uh, the IMDb trivia about this is that Shaquille O'Neal, not for wanting to... Had to do all his own stunts because they couldn't find a stuntman <laughs> tall enough to look like Shaquille O'Neal. Oh, that's why there's no good action scenes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. that's it. Oh, okay. He's just slowly lumbering through this film. It's a lot of him just ducking behind things while other people do actiony things. But our main star is just like huddling behind a police car. Like, are you okay? But it's it's amazing because I was looking up on on, on the internet there. Uh, <laughs> on the internet, I was. He did this in between seasons of the Lakers and the same summer that he played in the Olympics. They had him for like twenty days, and he's like, "Look, I'm playing basketball. That's my fucking bread and butter. I'll be your fucking superhero if you want." Well, because there are <laughs> scenes in this movie where he's just limping, like he's just got a little bit of a limp going down like the street while the cops are after him. <sighs> Uh, also, by the way, so this is a DC Comics character 
in one way or another. We'll go to we'll go to resident WHM comic book expert Steve Sadak live on the scene. Yes, yeah, Steel was a product of the mid '90s uh, when Superman died. Uh, four people rose up that thought they were or pretended to be Superman. So that's kind of like the people we have here now, like these fucking idiots that go out like, I'm going to be like kick-ass and I'm a superhero. And they're all always like hilariously arrested or mugged. Like that dude in Seattle. Oh, yeah. What was that guy's name? That guy got his ass kicked. Something Jones. Phoenix Jones. Mm. Phoenix Jones. Yes. But like I almost prefer that to just guys who are running around a fucking like Batman costume or well, Superman yeah, costume. If like, you're gonna be uh, given a real shot at this superhero thing, like make your own and thing. Phoenix up. Jones sounds like a superhero, kinda. <laughs> it does. So, oh, so anyway, sorry. So the, the Superman. Yeah, four people raise up to be Superman. Uh, two of which are good guys. One of which turns out to be a robot alien that kills everybody. You know, like <laughs> like a, a comic book should have. Yeah. Wow, how did we miss that? Huh? <laughs> and and it, he was like a, a strong enough black character at a time in DC when they didn't have a ton of black characters. Like. Hey, let's roll him into regular continuity. And this just, is pre African American Green Lantern. Uh, African American Green Lantern was was there, but it was before they started really realizing, like, hey, maybe African Americans would like to see uh, people read about themselves in comic books. Hey, nah. maybe we shouldn't be terrible. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that and, was actually when they announced Steel. It was like DC Comics. We're no longer terrible. <laughs> maybe it shouldn't be the Aryan Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a rejected <laughs> idea. I feel. And the, he turned into, basically for the last 15 years, Black Iron Man. But then actually when they rebooted DC, he's no longer there anymore. They're like, we got enough steel. Like, your services are... Because now when you reboot any character, and, and rightfully so, you either make him, you make him some sort of like a black Latino... Or a a woman if if you <laughs> if you dare. Oh man, Steel got laid off. <laughs> he did Steel get laid got off. Laid off. <laughs> well, the auto industry closed. That really just oh man took everything down. So yeah, he's John Henry Irons. Yeah, <laughs> not related. No relation to Jeremy Irons. <laughs> Yes, John Henry Irons. It brings to mind, funny enough, because I was just re-listening to some old Johnny Cash records. He's got the John Henry's Hammer song, yeah. which is, you know, this whole, like, folk legend thing and blah, blah, blah. You know what, Shaquille O'Neal? You're not a fucking folk legend. <laughs> You're a pretty great to not-so-great basketball player, depending upon the year and time of your season. And, you know, like... It, was he John Henry Irons in the comic? Yeah, he was. It was, okay. always, it was that, that's kind of the thing in the Hammer and, like, you know, hey... We're doing like again. We're not so terrible. Like we're, (laughs) we'll incorporate your history. How about that? (laughs) Because of legal action, now we have to incorporate your history. Uh, So yeah, he at the start of this film is working in the in the army as a weapons developer, uh, and it's him and uh, Annabeth Gish. Who I just will always remember from those like two seasons of the X Files. I know she's done other stuff. The West Wing. She's the uh, eldest uh, Bartlett daughter. Oh, that's right. The one who didn't get kidnapped. Was that Elizabeth Moss? Uh, Elizabeth yeah, Moss that's, yeah, Elizabeth yeah. Moss. Yeah. You think she's called? Hey, sis, can I get on Mad Men? <laughs> uh, no. Who sis? is this? All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. She's like Lily. Oh no, that's my real sister. Oh. You're still doing that? <laughs> She's on some, uh, like, either the Vampire Diaries or the something or others. Like the we- she's or on the Werewolf Chronicles. Or Little Liars. <laughs> uh, Pretty Little Liars, yes. Yeah, you're absolutely right. She played um, Adam Scott's sister on one episode of uh, Parks and Rec this season also. Oh, and she's the... Uh, uh, the 
in uh, Double Jeopardy. She's the woman yep, he leaves her. She for. certainly is. And as a matter of fact, I was looking through her IMDb last night while watching this and was like, hello, stay tuned. Because <laughs> fucking Double Jeopardy. Anyway, so the two of them are these weapons developers. She's a white actress. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's important for the end yeah, of the film, by the mind. way. And uh, Judd Nelson, it's kind of like a, you know... Everybody's kind of young, young and wet behind the ears. It's a, it's a, a crack team of Shaquille O'Neal, Adam Ethkish, and Judd Nelson. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of a mod squad. <laughs> that's a mod squad or a motley crew or what have you. Uh, yeah, so they've got this new thing where uh, it's like a sound wave gun. It's going to knock people over, incapacitate people, but no killing because John Henry Irons is not a fan of killing people. And there's also like a heat ray thing. That it, it kind of looks like the gun from a racer. Yeah, he's making all sorts of <laughs> bullshit, Chris. Anything, anything you, that can actually exist, he's making it. Uh, seemingly from scratch later in the film. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> and some senator shows up, some lady senator. Uh, 902 and offense. you might remember her as Dylan's fake mother that scams him out of all sorts of cash. Wow, good callback. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> uh, what I love about this part, right, is so... Judd Nelson, of course, being Judd Nelson, he's going to be the villain in this movie. Uh, he's kind of like the power-hungry, career-obsessed, whatever, military dude. So he's talking with this senator, and he's like, hey, that Shaquille O'Neal's a big pussy over there. He's going <laughs> to he's gonna do this weapons test, and it's going to be on the medium setting. But I've done some modifications that can make it go to a higher setting. And she's like, uh-huh, continue. And what's great is he actually says right here, like, uh, oh, this next part's top secret, so what's your security clearance? And she goes, level four. Like, and, and then Judd Nelson's like, all right, well, that's fine. I'm going to tell you the rest of my plan. She could have literally said anything. Like, what is he checking that against? Is there, like, a code word? Is there, like, a if, badge, maybe? If you ask someone what their security clearance is and they immediately look you in the eye and say, level four, that's the code. <laughs> so they fire this thing well, off. Well, the funny thing yeah. is, it's like, so it's like, okay, I'm going to build a super gun that's made of sonic waves. There is a medium setting that does, it does everything I want it to do. Yeah. And that's the only setting we'll ever need. Let's also make an incredibly dangerous high setting. Like, <laughs> just because, I mean, we might want to use, and all we have to do is make a switch go, oop. And that's, that's the one we'll, ne but we'll never do that, right guys? We'll all agree never to do that. It's like as easy as the lever on a viewfinder. It just goes, <laughs> there you go. It's ready to go. I mean, it's a poorly conceived weapon idea. Because I it's feel. designed by Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> Well, I was going to say it's designed by, like, a poor production team making this movie. But, yes, also it's designed by John Henry Irons. Wouldn't everything that he welded together and made together just be way too big? Like, his he I can't imagine him working in micro my cosms or anything like right, that. Right, well, yeah, that's going to be like, if Shaquille O'Neal's designing a gun for an average-sized soldier to hold, mm -hmm. it's got to be like him doing work on a model car. <laughs> or like a, like a, like a... A ship in a bottle, you know. <laughs> Very carefully, I have to get this in here. By the way, let's just be up front. There's going to be no real Shaquille O'Neal impressions because no one's voice in this room can fucking get that low on our best day. Because we have human-sized lungs. <laughs> I mean, the, the, <laughs> seven foot, I mean, and, and it's great for, it, it's amazing for basketball. Changed everything. It's an inhuman size. Like, you're kind of not a person anymore. You're sort of a monster. I mean, you're mostly a person, but you're also sort of a monster. When he's standing next to Judd Nelson, Judd Nelson's a little kid. And I mean, like, Judd Nelson's not a tall guy, but, like, he looks like he's just going to jump in his arms and, like, no, I mean, turn around. <laughs> Judd Nelson's a full-grown man, you know. <laughs> 
And yeah, he could pick him up like a little like a little baby man. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, he could climb a beanstalk if it came to that in steel. I don't think it would. <laughs> Wish there was a beanstalk in this movie. Speaking so, of folk legends, you could just bump up to fucking Paul Bunyan. What the fuck are you going to do, Paul Bunyan? Yeah, like he could be like, this is my ox, Bo. <laughs> or Babe. Yeah, it was Babe, Babe, Babe the Blue, Blue Ox. Blue. There we go. Oh, Babe the Blue Ox there. <laughs> Uh, so they're going to test this thing off. So Judd Nelson's like, I'm going to surprise you, everybody else, Senator, but you're in the inside track here. It's going to be pretty cool. And so he goes to fire this thing off, and it's a really hilarious, like, Shaq notices what, what's going on, and it's a slow motion, like, Judd Nelson, no. <laughs> and this thing fires off, and it's hilarious because it's always a real thing. Like, the sound wave hits a building. Blows it up and then reverberates off like throwing a tennis ball against a wall <laughs> and goes back and hits their building. Ceiling caves in, hilariously kills this senator. And Annabeth uh, Gish there is paralyzed from the waist down. It's like a woman-seeking missile, essentially. Like, it's all men. <laughs> they walk away fine. And like this woman gets killed. The other one gets paralyzed. <laughs> Shock's like, shock. Shack's like, uh, oh, that was close, right? Oh, oh, no. <laughs> Look yeah, at does, this carnage. He has to do that thing where like he, he kind of has, has superhuman strength in this movie. Like Again, he's seven feet tall, which is kind of a superhuman anyway. He's sort of a monster. <laughs> he's just lifted this boulder like he's God knows what. It's like, for, well, I mean, for whatever reason, they're in like this fake stone building. Like it's like a, like a fake Marrakesh market or something. You know, <laughs> it almost looks like a Wild West. It looks like a ghost town. And like, I think it's yeah, it's supposed to be some sort of like testing ground that they just made a bunch of shit. Just imagine like some guy dressed up like a prospector leading a tour, and this is where I get you know collect all my beads and where. <laughs> You can get plenty of gold. Oh, no, a shotic weave. Oh, look out. It's a sword of monster. <laughs> so, yeah, he hilariously has to, like, pick this thing up. And to make it appear as if he's struggling to lift the roof of a building, it's him, like, slow-mo doing it. And it's like, like you know those scenes in, like, Schwarzenegger movie? It's the same thing Schwarzenegger does. Like, a, ah! <laughs> like, yeah. his teeth are out. And he's just, like, screaming like Chewbacca. <laughs> But it's all for nothing because she's paralyzed and this other woman's dead. We cut to Shaq on trial in a courtroom, <laughs> which I thought I would never see. And this dude's just like interrogating him. Like, it's like Judd Nelson's on trial, yeah. you know, and Shaq. He's like, did, he, did he set it to the super dangerous setting? He did. <laughs> well, this is an open and shut case. Question for the group Arm wrestling contest Shaquille O'Neal versus Chewbacca. Who's going to win? I feel Chewbacca because he's probably going to cheat and bite him. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Chewbacca's winning this. Yeah. Those Wookiees are biters, I feel. And, I mean, you don't really know what's going on with the palms. They probably got, like, really good traction or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like a bear's yeah, claw. Yeah, like a bear or a dog kind of paw. Yeah, that's fair. But Chewbacca can't rebound for shit, that's for sure. No. <laughs> Chewbacca could not protect the pain. Judd Nelson, I believe, after the end of this trial, like, they're in the hallway, and he goes, thanks for ratting me out, brother soldier. Yeah. And I was like, is Judd Nelson also a racist on top of being the villain? It's kind of a really weird scene because he calls him brother soldier with the italics on brother. And he's like, you're just a no good. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's and he right. doesn't say anything. No, and Shaq goes, what? 
It's a, a very cold what? <laughs> it's like uh, you know, it's like they've got the relationship from uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance. Yeah. You know? uh, so yeah, that was weird. I was like, why does this guy also need to be a racist? Like he's clearly going to become the villain of this film in one fashion or another. But racism on top of that, fine. I, you know. Well, this is a movie that's weird because it's trying to have a social conscience. Uh, it's all about, like, really doing its best. It's really show. trying. Because Quincy Jones was a producer and that was kind of his thing. He was like, oh, you know, I want to make a superhero for young black kids, but he's not a superhero. He's just anybody else that could do anything else, but he's really smart and blah, blah, blah. But then we're going to kill Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, like, get an actual actor. Like, yeah, I understand. Do it. <laughs> yeah, get. No one's ever said that, by the way. <laughs> Get me Blair Underwood! Immediately! Are you sure? I said now! <laughs> the studio executive that lost his job a day later. <laughs> yeah, but by the time somebody got Blair Underwood, you wouldn't have a job. <laughs> Who'd you uh, want me for steal? No, no, that was just a rumor. No, that was a guy making a bad decision that cost him his job. We hired Shaquille O'Neal, actually. And oh. I was going to have my job forever. Oh, I see. And, uh, yeah. like, and, and the problem with casting Shaquille O'Neal in anything is because, like, the, that height, again, is only good for basketball. Yep. Yeah. And, it's, like, in Blue yep. Chips, it works because he's a basketball player. Uh-huh. And then, like, you can just get into the character. This guy is supposed to be, like, kind of like he went through the army, man. Nobody from the army is this chipper. No, he's just a dude who apparently hasn't seen anything ever. Like, it, as far as, like, the shit goes. I mean, this is, like, it's 97. We weren't really doing too much military wise you know a couple of secret wars in bosnia (laughs) (laughs) uh but yeah you know he's just kind of like i mean he go he goes home you know after after the trial and he's like the fucking pope of chili town in this (laughs) this like you know la you know bad neighborhood or whatever uh and here's where my least like it had to happen i know it had to happen i get it shaquille o'neal's in your movie but they do the joke where he passes a basketball court, uh-huh. and a bunch of kids are playing basketball, and then it comes rolling up to him, takes up the ball, shoots it, misses, because he's Shaquille O'Neal, but not Shaquille O'Neal in this movie. Well, yeah, I mean, Shaquille O'Neal also famously was terrible at free throws, so it's kind of like a joke at like Shaq, the basketball player, like, he can't make it in Hollywood either. Don't He, he did not make it in Hollywood either. <laughs> and don't worry, kids. Put that in their back pocket because that's the that becomes a central plot point in this movie. This guy who's not a basketball player can't make free throws. Exactly. Uh, oh, also by the way, so Annabeth Gish's character, whose name is Sparky, uh, right? Is it? Yeah, I think Sparky. It's Sparks. It's, yeah, it's and, Sparks. It's something Sparks. Sparky. Shaq says nothing with Sparky throughout this entire movie. Uh, so she's paralyzed, and Shaq visits her in the hospital, and it's this. It's so uncomfortable because he, and he comes, Mr. Positivity, and he's like, how's it going, Sparky? You ready to get back out there? And she's like, yeah, you know, I, soon enough, I just got to need a couple months to recoup and whatever. And it's hilarious because I Shaquille, this scene. I yeah, love this scene. Because Shaquille O'Neal already knows that this woman is paralyzed, and he's just trying to be nice and supportive to his friend, blah, blah, blah. This nurse <laughs> who's like looking at a chart or like a machine or something while they're talking overhears what she says to Shaq. And this nurse looks up and nods her head like, I don't think so. <laughs> okay, sister. <laughs> what? I mean, it's so hilarious. And Shaq looks at her like, 
seriously <laughs> like it's actually the best acting that Shaq does in the movie because it's a really great like exchange of looks she's like I don't think so and he's like that's offensive <laughs> she's just like oh once I get back on my feet this woman's like oh yeah right lady <laughs> might as well smother her with a pillow right here Shaq she just does like a, a Rodney like a pull of the, <laughs> the collar whoa, pull whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, yeah oh. Uh, so yeah, he goes home. He's the, he's the mayor of Los Angeles, as far as this neighborhood's Everybody concerned. Everybody loves him. He's got a little brother uh, who shows Ray up. A, a, <laughs> Ray J. Oh, Ray J. I the famous Kim Kardashian sex tape co-star. Oh, really? <laughs> and Brandy's brother. Congratulations. Oh, absolutely. There's some congratulations. I there. mean, that, that work with Kim Kardashian was the best he ever did. Was <laughs> there's also a there was a re- reality show, wasn't there? Like love according to Ray J or Ray J's looking for love or some no, moving I mean, on from Moesha. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's it's I hate these these coming home scenes because yeah. it's all the same. Like, oh, how are you doing, Johnny? Oh, great, man. You staying out of trouble? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. hey, Johnny's back, everybody. And he's just like walking around, picking kids up and just putting them back down. <laughs> how many kids has Shaq picked up and put back down in his life? It's kind of an obligation. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, every every guy's like, hey, hey, up there, up yeah. there. <laughs> all right, I'll give There's you the like ride. There's <laughs> like five of those scenes in Blue Chips. <laughs> He goes to like five kindergarten classes, just like kids are crawling on him <laughs> as if he was a playground. <laughs> just crawling all over him like a jungle gym. <laughs> and Nick Dalty has to stop him and be like, hey, stop doing that. He's like, oh, sorry, coach. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Get back over here and practice basketball. Are we supposed to win this fucking championship? If you're uh, letting kids crawl all over you like, <laughs> like spider monkeys. I'll just toss him out the window, boss. <laughs> Flicking him off of like ants on a picnic table. Uh, yeah, he goes home. Uh, he's got a sweet grandmother played by Irma P. Hall, mm-hmm. slumming it as oh. hard as she can. Uh huh. And the funny, her she is the best character, like bullshit character trait. Like they clearly didn't have anything for this character to do, so they're like, well, give her one thing she does, which is. She tries to make souffles and they always fall because everyone's yelling. And fucking Shaquille O'Neal stomping around in his <laughs> size fourteen boot. Uh, it's twenty two, by the way. Oh, it's twenty two. Wow. She makes mention of it in the movie, but her thing is like, I have the best idea for a restaurant. I'm gonna take soul food cooking and mix it with French cuisine. That's never been done before. <laughs> it's like, uh, excuse me, miss. There's a whole region that does that, <laughs> and they do it quite well. Did you ever hear of the city of New Orleans? (laughs) Graham, I just got back from Louisiana, and I got to tell you something here. I got some bad news about the restaurant you want to open. It's not going to set the world afire, as people have been doing it for hundreds of years. (laughs) Now, the one thing, though, that I thought was pretty clever of Ms. P. Hall is that, uh, as Ray J. points out to the group... The restaurant uh, that she wants to open will be called Black and Bleh. Yeah. Isn't that fantastic? That's the whole reason. Like, everyone, I'm sure what we just said was pointed up to the screenwriter, but like, no, 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 Black and Bleh, it makes, it's, it, it's worth all of it. No one's going to think about Cajun cooking when they're looking at Shaquille O'Neal. So, you know, she yells at them about ruining her souffle and whatnot, and so she's like... You know, oh, Johnny, you had a bunch of phone calls today, you know, and he's like, oh, probably a lot of weapons experts. Because he quits the army, by the way. I don't know if we mentioned that. He <laughs> quits the army. He's so disgusted with the paralysis of Sparky, he, he leaves. The quitting of the army scene is so enraging to me. Because here's, okay, Judd Nelson killed somebody. <laughs> 
Yep. Because he did something illegal I'm sorry, during ki- a training exercise. Killed a senator. Killed no, 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 a senator no, no, no. and then paralyzed a fellow officer. Yes. And his punishment is he just goes free. He's yeah, just he, expelled he, from the army. Yeah, he gets dishonorably discharged. You're going to The Hague! <laughs> this episode's brought to you in part by Rocket Money, and they have this question for you. They handed to me just now. Mr. Rocket just handed me this. Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they pay around $80 a month on subscription services, but the actual total is closer to $200. If you don't know exactly how much you're spending every month, you need Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. And with Rocket Money, you can lower those bills without resorting to having bean dinners every day of the week. You know, you have those bean dinners to try to save some few bucks. But if you were monitoring your spending with Rocket Money, you didn't necessarily need to eat every bean dinner. So find out what all the fuss is about. You know, over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, like the Stars app. Don't get me started. You don't have to go through all the back end of the website anymore. You don't have to call customer service. Rocket Money helps you manage all your finances in one place as well and categorizes everything. It's easy to keep track of a whole budget. Even I can do it and I got rocks in my head. So find out what 3 million people have already done. They've taken the rocket, folks. Stop throwing the money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash WHM. That is rocketmoney.com slash WHM. Once more, rocketmoney.com slash WHM, which stands for We Hate Movies. You're going so to the Hague. I've seen Jag. I know how that (laughs) shit works. Not only does he... The next scene, by the way, is him in a perfect suit, flying first class in an airplane, okay. And then, on top of that, he stole something from the army. Do you have any concept of what the army does when they dishonorably discharge somebody? Oh, yeah. You're not getting out of there with your underwear. Anything. You don't get anything. Anything that was, like, service-issued, we're hanging on to it, man. Yeah, totally, it's not, you're not, you didn't get fired from fucking, you know, an accounting firm. You take your stapler. Your stapler being a super gun, I guess, by the way, in this, in this universe. I love what totally dates this movie. Uh, the aside, one thing? Uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, well, a, a, a technological thing a real world technological thing that dates this movie is judd nelson steals the plans for these weapons on like a hilarious mini disc like uh, the old mini cds that's the yeah. future man mini discs jesus <laughs> they just came and went <laughs> well nobody i mean there's no point in them like if you're using a disc at all you might as well use a full-size disc <laughs> everything's there so well because well. nobody can flick because everybody knows that you can like get the thumbprint on the cd so you don't want to just be like holding on to a cd like that <laughs> <laughs> so the mini CD worked better because it had a little case. Uh, so you know, he's getting all these offers, and she's like, oh, so you must have quit the army so you could go private and make all sorts of money. And he's like, no, Grandma, no more weapons for me. You know, I, I got a job down at the factory. And he's like working at a steel mill. Uh, a what? A steel mill. Hey! And this is an implausible steel mill for one one reason, or I guess kind of two reasons, but maybe just one. 
the one that I'm kind of wishy-washy on is like over the house loudspeaker. There's 90s like pop R&B playing, <laughs> which well, I guess this, you could do at a steel mill. That's this whole movie. Like, <laughs> yes. When we get to the gun factory in a minute, that also was piping in fucking Black Street or whatever the fuck. <laughs> 112. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so there's some Jodeci tracks. But the other thing that is ridiculous is here's this steel mill. Shaq's working hard. He's got a hard hat on. You know, he's like, I don't know, soldering something, mm. if that's a thing. Sparks are going everywhere. And a couple of babes walk by. <laughs> They're hot babes. And it's and like, you know, and this is what I want to make clear. It's not that women can't work in a steel factory because obviously they can, you know. But these are babes. <laughs> these are beach babes <laughs> with a hard hat on just like, hey, Shag. One of them is wearing fucking parachute pants. <laughs> <laughs> like in a steel mill, you're dead. You're if, dead yesterday. If I saw, if I'm working at a steel, I'd be like, oh, Christ, I gotta fucking do a double and like fucking <laughs> eat my bologna sandwich. And I see Shaquille O'Neal <laughs> doing God knows what, and then two hop is, they shooting a porno over there or what? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. We haven't shot a porno here in ages. And it was one of those violent pornos the last time, too. In the 70s, you remember that, Rocco? Oh, uh, we, we, we had to wall that girl up. <laughs> she was gonna say something. <laughs> They do in steel mills. They wall people up. <laughs> well, they're good at building things. Exactly. Uh, and also, they kind of look like they just, other than the parachute pants, it really looks like they just stole their wardrobe from Living Single. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I watched a whole lot of Living I watched Single. So much goddamn Living Single. In an no 90s kind of world. I'm glad I got my uh, girls. girls. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a great song. Uh, yeah, I mean. These women have so much hair product. Like, with all the sparks flying everywhere, they'd be lit up yesterday. <laughs> no, it makes no sense. It makes no sense. It's and just it, a hilarious detail. Hilarious if, you know, Shaquille O'Neal gets, you know, gets out of the army because he's a super genius and he can't, you know, he wants to, like, settle down and do regular work. He's like uh, the abominable snowman at the end of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And he's just, he's, like, putting the stars on Christmas trees. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, we need to hire Shaq to come put the star on our Christmas tree. <laughs> Why is that? Couldn't find the ladder. <laughs> I was going to do my shingles this weekend, but my ladder broke. Oh, hi, Shaq! <laughs> hey, Shaq, can I get a lift? <laughs> His work agent is Yukon Cornelius. <laughs> Shaq can bounce! <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Uh, I just love picturing Yukon Cornelius riding Shaq down a <laughs> snowy mountain. Uh, so while this is going on, Shaq's reacquainting himself with home life. Uh, Judd Nelson goes to a buddy of his who's clearly a criminal because the instant Judd Nelson starts talking to him about this business prospect, he has to say, whoa, 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 Judd Nelson. But I'm a legitimate businessman. <laughs> yeah. Anytime anyone has to tell you that they're a legitimate businessman, it clearly means they are not a legitimate businessman. Especially man. if they always have a toothpick in their mouth. Toothpick <laughs> in their mouth and disgusting, long, greasy blonde uh, hair. This dude looks like a diehard terrorist. <laughs> he does. <laughs> and he's always got, yeah, he's got the tooth, he's always like, mm, and he's like kind of always weighing his options. Yeah, yeah. And always. he's got supervillains next to him. He's got this one guy. Well, for, I'm sorry, excuse me. They work at a, Arcade game factory in Correct. Los Angeles. Yes. That's a front running organization for guns. And they put guns inside working arcade games. Which is weird to me because who else but like arcades are buying arcade machines? Yeah. Like, 
you know, at this time in the 90s, like everybody wanted to own, uh, you know, a sweet arcade game, but it was only really for the super rich yeah. or like kids that got really, really lucky with like mom married Uncle Ted and Uncle Ted's a lawyer and bought me this X-Men arcade game kind <laughs> well, of a thing. There is a thing that this is kind of just a Mickey Mouse operation to begin with because... <laughs> In the front, like, okay, the front office, the secretary for the entire place, it's like a little table. Like, if you wanted to sign in to get into a high school to pick up your kid for the day, <laughs> it's just this little table in front, like, hey, can I help you? And he's like, uh, yeah, could you give me to Willie? Presumably, if you're a gun runner, uh, you want to sell a lot of guns. <laughs> I, I would think so. So, who's buying these arcade machines? Like, you would have to, like, it's, it's you gotta such make them too. The, o- the overhead on an arcade game machine is a lot of money. And you can fit, <laughs> we see it happening, you can fit three guns <laughs> into an arcade game. Because of all the computer chips that need to be there. There's not a lot of room left. And, like, they're explaining to this guy, like, how to set it in, and the guy's like, all right, now you gotta tape this in here. And I'm looking like, well, this is like this huge assault rifle you can't fit anything in this thing. Like, just buy a fucking gun case. And I mean, they're attaching this shit with duct tape. It's like really <laughs> just a nothing gun manufacturer. Just like shitty, shitty business. He's no Lord of War. No. He's not a Lord of War. And he's got two number twos currently. One uh, is, I believe, the woman that played Witchblade in that USA TV series. So I thought she had a bigger role in this. It's like, hey, my stealing Witchblade. I'm going to share the screen. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're not dead yet? Isn't that exciting? Oh, where are my pills? <laughs> I stopped feeding you weeks ago. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> I'm subsisting on meals past. <laughs> I've been eating the cushion out of the couch. <laughs> I found a lot of jelly beans in the couch, too. And a lot of wizard magazines. <laughs> it's roughage. <laughs> <laughs> so it's her. so yeah, which blades in this movie and the devil himself. <laughs> I mean, let's just hear this guy talk for five seconds. Not yet. We're still missing a couple of heads, but we're ready to start showing off your weapons. There's no one else who can speak like that but the devil. <laughs> just, there's no way a human being can have that voice. It's deeper than Shaq's voice. Exactly. <laughs> How do you get deeper than Shaq's voice without being the lord of the underworld? <laughs> and for somehow he doesn't turn into a monster in this movie. I don't get it. Yeah, he's the guy who at the end of this movie, when Steel has bested Judd Nelson, this dude's face starts cracking down the yeah. middle, and his body falls off and a dragon comes out. <laughs> because he could voice Galactus. <laughs> And it That's would be how they would have done yeah. that movie right. That second Fantastic Four movie. Dig up that dude from wherever. He's in like underworld movies and shit. Dig that guy up and be like, hey man, you're voicing Galactus. The fucking eater of planets. Get to it. That- Finally a use for my talents. <laughs> <laughs> now I can stop reading audiobooks of Jane Austen. I would not listen to that. <laughs> Just an FYI. It was a more civilized time. <laughs> she was correct. Mr. Darcy was handsome. Man, somebody get the 500 bucks to get that guy to do that. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, 
Yeah, so like the whole thing is Judd Nelson's going to sell these plans to this dude and they're going to make these super weapons. And He's got laser guns. Hey, man, I got laser guns. Oh, cool. That's laser great. guns, audio wave guns, whatever. Uh, so we cut back to Shaq and he is riding in a police cruiser with a friend of his. We, we've never met. Nope. Nope, never met. Never really formally introduced to. <laughs> and technically this is like her only scene in the movie, really. <laughs> so they're driving to like a community meeting. They got Ray J in the back seat. And he's being obnoxious because he's just like a little like 13-year-old prick in this movie. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's like, but I don't want to go to this community meeting. And Shaq's like, well, listen, you know, it's very important that you care about your community. You have to know what's going on in it. You have to, you know, be encouraging to your neighbors and everything to make it a better place, blah, blah, blah. And she's coming on to him, too, because she's like, remember the last time we were both in the car together? He's like, shh, I'm going to fucking Oh, that's Patriots. right. There's like a secret love history. Which, okay, I'm sorry. How's Shaq fucking a chick in a police car? <laughs> <laughs> like, a, a top-down convertible, maybe you're figuring you're it out. sitting in a diner and talking about the logistics first. Like, you I gotta to go in first. First leg is here. <laughs> Second leg is around the front seat. You, you can't fuck with anybody at a police station, let alone a police car. <laughs> They're sitting at the diner table. They got to flip over the guess the 50 states placemat. <laughs> He's trying to draw a diagram with crayons. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. And the fucking lights fall off in the middle of that sex. <laughs> Just because. Uh, yeah, so, you know, he's explaining this to this, to this Ray J character, and, and uh, there's a bank robbery that happens, you know, so they, they pull up, and they're kind of, because of these guns, they're technically, like, they're not super, super criminals, yeah. but they're kind of super criminals. They're, yeah, they're up bit. there. They're, they're in the higher weight class now to super criminals. Yeah, and so they use the, the sound wave gun to blow the wall out of the bank, and then there's a laser, like the heat laser's attached to that, and they cut a hole in the safe, all while sitting in the car, and only then do they get out of the car and run into the bank. Yeah. You think, like, all right, there's five people in the car. We'll blast the wall of the bank. Four of you will run in. While the fifth guy cuts the hole, and the second he's done cutting the hole, then you'll burst the door down and start robbing. No, 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 no. We're all going to sit in the car until this thing's nice and cleanly cut, and then we'll get out of the car and run across the street to the bank and blah, blah, blah. And this gang is led by uh, WHM favorite Hill Harper. Hill Harper, yeah. done up like Slick Rick for some reason. <laughs> he looks ridiculous in this movie. He's got a fucking eye patch. <laughs> he's got the Mad Max jacket, the, eye, the fucking gold teeth thing. It's so stupid. It's like literally... When they were trying to get his character together, there was like a fucking Halloween store basket. And he was like, ah, I'll take this eye patch, this fake nose, this parrot. I mean, it's mostly a pirate costume. It's mostly That's correct. This plastic hook hand. <laughs> so, you know, they get the call over the radio in the police car. And it's like, all right, well, meetings adjourned. We have to go check this out. So she drives up. And there's another cop car there. These dudes just... Do they get killed? Are it, we killing cops in this movie? Kind of. They're getting lasers in the shoulders. I don't yeah, think we're seeing any dead cops. Yeah, it's like set phasers to stun, and these <laughs> dudes are like falling over. So then Shaq and this woman roll up, and they do the old like the sonic boom on yeah. the police car, and it flips over. And, and now she's paralyzed. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, how many women need to get paralyzed in this movie? Shaq like gets out of the car to try to help the cops, and she's like radioing for backup. She hits a uh, fire hydrant, and for that reason, he's really worried. I'm like, there's a fire on the car. <laughs> What's That's... the worst part about their hitting a fire hydrant? <laughs> it's going to get put right out. <laughs> but no, that car does explode, yeah. though. Uh, you know, it, 
It defies all physics and still blows up. And he's running with this full woman. It looks like he's holding a fucking Maltese poodle. Like, this just, <laughs> she's so tiny in his arms. Like he's holding her in one hand and punching out these robbers in the other. And how do you... All right. This happens a couple times in the movies before even he gets his steel armor. If you're shooting guns at people, I understand maybe Stallone's a quick target. How are you not shooting Shaquille O'Neal? Like, how just shoot with a weapon? It's a barn. He's a, he is a barn. <laughs> He's not the broadside. He is the barn. He's the actual barn. You're he's the, all of the. He's the broadside. <laughs> he's the front. He's the whole fucking thing. You have a laser gun. Turn it on. Go all the way to the left, and then go all the way to the right. <laughs> yeah, just hold the trigger down. And, you know, you're back done. And forth it. All John Nelson will succeed. You'll cut him right in half. Then he'll be the height of a normal man. <laughs> <laughs> and then I mean, there's a twenty minute. There's such a long chase scene oh my through God. the stockyards Ugh. for this one that gets away. And uh, this is when this movie really falls flat is Shaquille O'Neal as an action star. Yeah. And he just, like you said before, he can't do it. He's just not. He could barely run on the basketball court, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And that's just a set amount of feet back and forth each way. Yeah. He's chasing after this kid through this train yard. And, you know, all these, like, slowly moving trains. Like, the 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 engineer on the train track is like, hey, we're changing tracks right now. You're going to get killed out here. And, like, it's all these trains slowly, like, connecting cars. And they're having to run. It's like a really lame frogger. <laughs> it's like Shaquille well, O'Neal's frogger. Isn't it just the John Henry thing, I think? It's yeah, just them it's, going back to that yet again. Yeah. Who gives a shit? Just to hit yeah. it on the head there. It's just like, make, make sure. He's going to have a, a... His name is John Henry. He's a big black mythological character. Yes. But we have to make sure that you get it. You have to get it. And the issue here is that, like, the difference between action and adventure is that action is, de- is denoted by speed. Yeah. It's all about speed. Right. Adventure is bulk. Adventure mm-hmm. is fights and like big like you have to solve a riddle on the something something right. But I mean, Shaq, Shaq's not Shaq's solving not. a riddle. <laughs> but in that situation, I would almost forgive it because he doesn't have to be running everywhere. He doesn't have to be ducking things or anything like that. Yeah, I guess I'd rather watch Shaq solve mysteries than try to run across train tracks. By the way, uh, to take to make light of this like serious situation, this like heinous fucking like joker style heat style bank robbery that's happening after he pulls the woman from the wreckage like he looks at the dude who runs away and just goes well it's on now is it (laughs) thanks thanks for letting me know that it's finally on now this movie's finally fucking started 40 minutes into that's number 87 of 4582 drop lines like that (laughs) where it's just like fucking who cares that you said that it does nothing for the plot whatsoever there's a lot of just winking at the camera with those lines too we'll get to the biggest defender of that in a minute there's so yeah you're right i mean that that's because the humor in this movie falls dead at every fucking turn it's just that it's a it's all it's on now and puns after puns shaquille o'neal's like all right the old neighborhood isn't what it used to be i gotta go and form a super team to solve the mystery of, of where these laser guns are coming from. Right. So he goes, he flies somewhere, I think, like, to some VA hospital. It's not in Los Angeles. No. Well, he goes to wherever he last, he calls yeah. uh, wherever he last left. Uh, Sparky Spark- there. I almost Sparky. called her Sharky. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck Sharky? Ray uh, Sharky? Yeah, Ray Sharky. I think I was thinking of Ray, character actor Ray Sharky. R.I.P. Yeah. Anyway... <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, no, she, he calls, he's like, oh, I'm looking for Lieutenant Sparks or whatever. And they're like, oh, she got transferred to, 
someplace in St. Louis. That's what it is. Because again, another Shaq drop line. He's on the phone <laughs> talking to nobody. Yeah. And he's like, well, where'd he go? St. Louis? And he's like, oh my fucking God. Is this yeah. where he slams the phone down and the whole phone explodes? No, that's when he calls... The Colonel. <laughs> That's when he calls Colonel Charles Napier. <laughs> Colonel slit up the belly. <laughs> in like, he, Charles Napier is on like a fucking phone in a, a an army jeep driving on some top secret mission. And Shaq somehow reaches him from a payphone. <laughs> and they have a disagreement about something. And Shaq slams the phone and the payphone falls off the pole. The problem Great. with Charles Napier is from now on, like I cannot Think, I cannot watch him and not think of him screaming his head off when Hannibal Lecter is about to beat him to death. Oh, he's Hannibal's masterpiece. Yeah. He just... Now, is Charles Napier gets strung up like the yeah. angel? He's yeah, the one who gets filleted. fucking great. And he gets a lifetime pass because uh, he voiced Duke in The Critic. That's right. Yeah, is he, he dead? Get... I don't know. Let's I don't look think that up so. really quick because he is a fucking treasure and a half. Charles Napier, here we go. Bup, 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 bup. Oh, he did. Oh, oh man. That's a Duke catastrophe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Charles Napier's death was a Duke and you catastrophe. Know, you know what's more heartbreaking, though? His last thing was Archer. Oh, that's right. Who he's was the, he on Archer? He's the doctor who's trying to uh, date Mallory when he finds out he has cancer. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. He, yeah, it, he... Great, great actor. Oh, he was fucking great. Oh, but, that's edit, a bummer. Yeah, edit. yeah, yeah. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, my 20s, while being a lot of fun, a lot of the time, were pretty rough. I wasn't exactly rolling in dough. I lived at home until I was about 25. And for most of it, I didn't have this show or you lovely people in my life. I just kind of drifted around without direction. and didn't know where to voice that. Then I started to get my crap together one piece at a time, and the last piece, which didn't come until my early 30s, was therapy. And man, I wish it came along sooner. Ever since I started sitting down as a licensed therapist, I've had a place to voice my insecurities and try to fashion plans to help me achieve my goals. So that's why I'm thrilled we're sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be flexible, convenient, and suited to meet your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And the good thing is you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash WHM today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash WHM. So he goes to this VA hospital and, you know, uh, Annabeth Gish is, like, looking at the window, like, oh, my God, I'm paralyzed. And, like, it's kind of the uh, – she's doing a little bit of a Lieutenant Dan here. Yeah, she's almost, uh, like, catatonic, <laughs> it would seem. Like, she's really upset, you know, understandably so. Which I kind of wish she was catatonic because this is a chief scene. <laughs> it, it, it's so – it's – oh, my God. <laughs> All right. You know what, folks listening – Get ready for some stupid stuff, okay? <laughs> so he's he's like, come on, Chuck, you got to get up and get going because we got to save the old neighborhood. He's like, I'm not from there. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't give a shit about your neighbors. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've got a real serious situation. It's going to take me years to figure this shit out. I was technically born in British Columbia. <laughs> 
<laughs> and he goes, look outside. And he opens the window and the window falls out because he's like fucking, he's like Samson. He smashes this window open. It's like, it's the same thing you see like Belle do in Beauty and the Beast where she like very gently opens the, mm-hmm. you know, the, the window and whatnot, and like looks out and greets the day and birds are singing. I mean, it's the same, like the window still folds out. But the glass all falls out of it. It's ridiculous. And this whole place, which is like, it's not a crazy house or yeah. anything, but it is filled with like people with PTSD. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, sure. People like Annabeth Gish that just want to fucking end it all. There's and a lot of medication time. Yeah, going on. and he's just breaking this window, and all these people are like screaming, like, whoa, what the fuck is going on? Fucking Danny DeVito's laughing in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking weird. And, you know, he's like, come on, we're going to save the old neighborhood. It's like, no, I, you know, really i'm just gonna be paralyzed and bitter for a while as is my right as an american soldier uh-huh and he's like uh-uh sparky you don't get a choice in this and he picks her up and she's like no no do not take me out of here do not take me out of here and he just takes her right out to the applause i mean and this is what's really stupid because it's an officer and a gentleman reference because he's carrying her out of this room and all these people are applauding what's going on it's like you know you're kind of technically pretty much witnessing a kidnapping. More than that, you know that you know nothing about this situation <laughs> oh, at exactly. all, don't you? <laughs> this seven-foot monster is taking this paralyzed woman away. Like, come on, somebody see something and say something. <laughs> this monster in a purple polo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's just say it. I mean, this. I, I, I rag on, I'll rag on this movie for not being progressive enough at the end. But right now, it's quite progressive because it's the first time in American history a black man tore a white woman away from where she was going and got a, a standing ovation for it. <laughs> Congratulations, sir. Yeah, there wasn't one heinous old racist army man in that entire VA hospital. <laughs> Just clap it away. There's some. There's such bullshit in this scene, too. Like, when he comes in, he is not impressed with the facility whatsoever. Yeah. So he says something about, like, oh, well, this is where all the tax dollars I pay go and i'm like i don't need to hear you talk about tax dollars and then he's like uh you know you never responded to any my any of my letters i'm really concerned about you and she goes yeah it was really nice of you i got the wheelchair you sent me (laughs) what on earth are you doing sending a gifting a wheelchair to somebody look john henry i'm just going to sit here and talk to brad pitt about whatever the fuck he's (laughs) rambling about something about 12 monkeys and like i'm fine with that that's okay and that's my right to no you've got to be my sidekick (laughs) he just tears her away and, and, you know, when you kidnap a, a woman, where are you going to take her? The safest place you know, a junkyard in, <laughs> in downtown Los Angeles. <laughs> Run by Richard Roundtree. <sighs> this is when, I mean, like, he, he's had a storied career. He, I mean, he, actually, he was at Seven probably the same year. Did Seven come out? Or 95? Seven's 95. But, I mean, like, it, it, he shows up in good movies. He shows up in bad movies. This is when he shows up in bad movies. Uh-huh. And he is the bit, he is the worst offender of these winking lines. Uh-huh. It's just, oh. God, should we just do it now? Yeah. yeah. All right, um, without any setup at all, here's Richard Roundtree ruining this movie. Well, I did the metal work. I especially like the shaft. And ruining, ruining the memory of a great film franchise. <laughs> it's like, I don't even know if I can watch Shaft after this. Look well, how no, I think, terrible that is. I think the Shaft remake really ruined the <laughs> yeah, Shaft yeah, franchise. I think, yeah, that soured the franchise. <laughs> and I think that was the same year as this. Or maybe it's later. 
It might have been. I mean, regardless, Jesus yeah. Christ, this line. And the, the context an, of it is he's making. They're making Steel's hammer, his you know super hammer that right. has like sonic powers. Yes. And I mean, and, I, and, and uh, Richard Roundtree's favorite part is the shaft. And if you notice the the like you know the 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 tone in which he delivered this line, like he knows what's going on. And then what is so frustrating is they cut to like this three shot of them standing in this junkyard, and Annabeth Gish and Shaq look at each other like, oh, Richard. And it's like, <laughs> no, no I mean, one in this mo- like okay, maybe in the world of this movie, the Shaft film franchise exists. That's fine. But you know what? This guy working in your junkyard only looks like shaft it's not actually shaft so you shouldn't make that look <laughs> the only way that works why he says it in such a weird way and like two people look at each other and laugh is if he's an old gay guy like he's just gay yeah. old uncle joe and it's just like oh i like the shaft. like oh man he is he is the living end isn't he <laughs> he will make that joke whenever he can he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't care who the audience is <laughs> So they bring Annabeth Gish to Uncle Joe's warehouse. They're gonna like, they're gonna they're gonna form a super team. That's the whole thing. Uncle Joe is on board again. We haven't been introduced to this character at all. No, nope. he's just like, oh, he's here. He's got you know all sorts of know how. He's got his junkyard, and it's great. He's and- here. He's queer, and he owns a junkyard. <laughs> I love the shaft. Oh, Uncle Joe, <laughs> just stop it. Man, it, you are too much. Uh, he doesn't care that he's known you for four seconds, Annabeth. <laughs> Sparky. <laughs> right. So sorry. They're compiling this super team. They're compiling team. this thing. And, you know, the, the, now it's time for a series of montages while they make Steel's steel suit. And, you know, they're both electrical geniuses. Uh, Uncle Joe's got, you know, his, all of all of the garbage you can afford. He's got this <laughs> tin deck where they're going to put this fucking headquarters. There is a bit of bullshit where, like, they're trying to sell Sparky on this little operation that they have set up. And Richard Roundtree, like, drops this big old, like, computer mainframe on a table. And she's like a... You know, she's all impressed and whatnot, and she's like, oh, that's a S5 7 primitive lab. And then he's like, yep. And she's like, in near perfect condition. And it's the old, like, Richard Roundtree, like, I heard it fell off the back of a truck. And you're like, oh, God, there's no way you're getting, like, this high-grade computer technology. So in this movie where we're talking all about how crime isn't good, that you should be, like studying or anything yeah stealing's fine yeah just steal Ste- shit no, steal's cool if you're stealing stuff in in aid to cre- become a harmful vigilante then yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean that's the whole message of this. as long as you're a harmful vigilante yep. do whatever you like well it's the robin hood method i believe is <laughs> what they're they're subscribing to in this movie yeah she's like oh that's the biggest computer i've ever seen and therefore the best <laughs> <laughs> ah so steel is born <laughs> And yeah. he's got like you it's know the dumbest costume in human history. It's really stupid because it's clearly not even close to metal nope. at all. It's all plastic. Yeah, yeah. It's a plastic RoboCop looking it, thing. It's a costume. It's just <laughs> a costume you would get from the house, like Hill Harper's Slick Rick costume. Yeah. <laughs> it's another. It's a a RoboCop costume you would get from a store. Like he's wearing like a cut up football on his head. Like the mask <laughs> is terrible. The mask is really bad. And I mean, the thing is, they uh, Kenneth Johnson, the director, who uh, also did a bunch of nerd stuff. Like he did V. He did the Incredible Hulk TV show, Alienation, Alienation, all this stuff. And he his, his, his like Quincy Jones wanted to make a hero for like. Urban youths, and for whatever reason, Kenneth Johnson's like, no, he's a knight in shining armor. So he does look like chainmail and stuff. It looks, it's not what the costume is in the in the in the in the comics at all. It looks really terrible. And I mean, it goes towards the 
the thing about like nobody being able to hit him. But dude, your eyes are way vulnerable. Your chin and neck are no, completely it's, it's vulnerable. Sad. This is so stupid. There's, so there's another robbery going on uh, at one point, and they're like shooting at him with machine guns. Yep. Just spray his face. Yep. Yeah. And he's instantly dead. <laughs> like they're going for the chest, and he's just laughing and smiling at them. It's like you see that big toothy smile. Just aim for that, and you got him. Just turn him into a super... I don't get why they just don't make a point of really hammering at home. He's a superhero. <laughs> hammering at home. Yeah, exactly. What uh, I, I see what you're trying like, to do. All, all, all you have to do... Because, first of all, the reason he's lumbering around like this is because it's a huge, heavy... It's supposed to be a steel suit, which would weigh down everybody in the world. They make reference to how much it weighs at one point when he's trying to jump like from rooftop to rooftop or whatever, and she's like, you know, oh, this suit adds seventy five pounds to you or whatever. It's like, first of all, <laughs> Shaq without that suit on ain't making this jump. <laughs> you know, like Shaq was not that kind of a basketball nope. player because he didn't have to be because he's sort of a monster. <laughs> but also, it's a steel. It's an entire steel suit. 75 pounds? A steel yeah, suit no way. To fit Shaquille O'Neal. Like, a steel <laughs> suit for me, maybe it's like 95 pounds. <laughs> I've had I've had to bring home groceries that are more than 75 pounds. <laughs> oh, really? That's a lot of that, Well, I mean, like, for a party. <laughs> a watermelon party? <laughs> a watermelon. You got liquor going on. Yeah, a concrete know. party? <laughs> a barbell party. <laughs> So, you know, his first night out, uh, he, yeah, it's, it's superheroes first night. That, that's the problem. And you're right. Yes. This movie's like, oh, are we a superhero movie? Are we, you know, a movie about, you know, urban development? Are we a movie about a guy that should be playing basketball? I was like, eh. And like, <laughs> it, this is a superheroes first night out part. And they even steal the old fucking Superman thing where a guy's drinking his drink and then like looks at Shaquille O'Neal and is like, what? What no. am I drinking? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so stupid. Uh, and he encounters uh, mugger John Hawks. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Academy Award winner John Hawks? No, nominated. Nominated. nominated a couple times. I mean, amazing actor John Hawks. Yep. Yeah. You know, early days of John Hawks' acting career, this movie. He just mugs this, like, this snooty couple that I guess was coming from like you know some some theater Gala. event. Yeah. Well, they have a playbill, so I think uh, they they saw some you know production, and uh, he steals the dude's wallet and whatever. And you know it's Shaquille O'Neal like, oh, you might want to reconsider that. Like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> and he like nails John Hawks to like a pole. Yeah. You know it's so dumb, and it's a really and here's the other thing like. You know, Batman, whatever. Batman will tie somebody up and leave it for the fucking police. Mm -hmm. This is like, he nails him to the pole, takes the wallet back to this guy, like, I believe this is yours. Like, just stop. Just leave it at his feet and the police department will take care of it. Well, there's also this, in this goes in with all the one-liners, but, like, the amount of times they reference Batman... Oh, yeah. ...in reference to a Superman movie... Yeah. <laughs> Is so insane. Like he, uh, Ray J at one point is like, "I could be your Robin." Yeah, and I'm like, "Fuck you! No, you yeah. can't." <laughs> no, <you're... laughs> wrong franchise. And, and then he does the uh, the harness hook. Yeah, thing. Does... Show me a harness that's pulling this thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that thing is working overtime. <laughs> it does break at one point in this movie. It would have to. By the way, the end of this scene, you're talking about the difference between Steel and Batman. Is 
He ends the scene by going on an escalator. <laughs> going on an escalator. And right before he's... By the way, first of all, walking on a upbound escalator backwards yeah. so he can watch them or they can watch him go. I don't know. But as he steps on it, he says... Y'all be cool now. Shut up, Shaq. Just shut up. Please shut up. <laughs> and he gets into a scrape with a gang. Two gangs are warring. And, like, this is where everyone's got machine guns. They're all shooting it at him. And, by the way, director Kenneth Johnson, to prepare for this movie and get the tone just right, he spent one day at a youth center in, in South Central to get the verbiage correctly. <laughs> so somebody says, I'm going to smoke you like a blunt. And it's just, it comes off as fucking clunky as that shit. You're going to smoke somebody like a blunt? As in, like, what, sit down, put on a cool movie, and have a great night in? <laughs> what the fuck is that? That's not a threat at all. Or are you going to cut them open and fucking gut them out and put fucking all sorts of great stuff inside them? <laughs> yeah. And light the, light the bottom of them. <laughs> That's a real <laughs> shitty way to go. That is a shitty way to go. Uh, also, in this... Um, and, you know, this comes up here and there because obviously this wasn't like a hundred million dollar movie. <laughs> no. Or no uh, but this is the first instance where Shaq or, you know, Steele uh, runs afoul of two LAPD officers. And these two cops have – you want to talk about costume party stuff in this movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. These are the most – unconvincing police uniforms you have ever seen in your life. I would have rather these two dudes got out of the car dressed as the Keystone Cops <laughs> because at least I would be like, all right, well, that's a kind of a police uniform. These guys are dressed like janitors. They look like security officers for a fucking country club. And this dude, uh, I think the character actor's name is Tom Barry. Yeah, he's, he's also in West Wing. Yeah, sorry. He plays Sergeant Marcus, this like nothing police officer. And like the way he's kind of like he's got the mustache just right and the hair's just right. I was like, I wish this dude was played by Reginald Vell Johnson. Oh. So <laughs> hardcore. Sweet mother. That'd be great. Cause it's like, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a supporting cop character that's like kind of comically getting thrust into a situation they don't want to be in sort of a thing. No, I mean, so yeah, you know, he, 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 he beats the gang and all that shit. And I mean, he's got, we, now we finally have a movie where it's still going out on adventures and he's got his crack team at home, which is Uncle Joe and what's-her-face? Sparky. Sparky. Which, just, oh, this was the question I had because what winds up happening is here's a woman who's in a wheelchair, mm -hmm. uh, you know, helping a command center type thing. Isn't this kind of like an Oracle knockoff? Is this proto-Oracle or what's going the on? The Oracle existed at this point. Yeah. So this – but this isn't supposed to be like no. a different world version of Oracle – Oracle was always Barbara Gordon. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because it's a it's a it's a handicapped young woman with yeah. a computer helping people out. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, they just kind of picked from the candy store and just like, ah, oh, let's just use see what sticks, I guess. But did Steel? So we'll go back to resident comic expert Steve Sadak. Did Steel have like this team of people, or was it more just like he was just this vigilante dude? I mean, he was just. I mean, like really, Steel. I mean, to, not to put too fine a point on it, was really just African American Iron Man. Like he just he built his own suit. He had all sorts of cool and like, and the suit could do things like fly and like it gave him super strength. God all damn sorts it! Of cool why are we putting this in? Because it costs money. Yeah, and, I guess and, that's it costs true. money, and like he had a red cape, like like Superman. And oh, really? Yeah. I see, I feel like that's kind of pushing it towards Spawn. Like like a, like yeah. this dark steel, you know, because at least with this costume, because it ain't shiny steel. It's like shit colored, you know, <laughs> foam. Spray painted plastic. <laughs> yeah. 
It's, so he had a cape and everything. He had too? a cape. And, I mean, like, but that's the thing is, the, this movie didn't want to do a superhero movie. It wants to do like just a guy on the street that gets a suit or whatever. Yeah. And apparently, like, you know, all of all of America is lighting up over Steel. Like he's all over news reports, and everyone, it's hilarious because it's Shaquille O'Neal in a fucking barely concealed costume, and no one can figure out who Steel is. Oh, uh, this is. I mean, it's worse than Clark Kent Superman because that's like. Supposed to be that's that that's the joke about Superman. Yeah. It's like whatever because that's kind of one of those things I don't appreciate about Superman. But sure, whatever, who cares? He's a nice, clean cut, six foot one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Superman's a sensibly heighted individual. If I yeah, if, if I'm the LAPD, uh, the aptly named LAPD, and they're like, oh, we've got a, a vigilante, that's illegal. How do we find him? Well, all right, reports say he's between seven two and seven five. Let me just type <laughs> that into my computer. Oh. There's only one person in America that's that that's tall <laughs> and is not currently in the NBA. Let's arrest him. Uh, we got uh, we got Shaq, George Mirasan, <laughs> and the dude who played Lurch in the Adams Family movies. <laughs> Who's doing what? Uh, well, the Kembe Mutombo was in New York. Was at the Garden last night, so it couldn't have been him. <laughs> well, the, the the thing I was complaining about with the the Superman thing is like that's the joke with Superman, yeah. and everybody mm-hmm. has to accept it till the end of fuck time. Fine, but like. Batman's got the cowl all over the place. You can't tell that it's Bruce Wayne, yeah. really. Even sometimes that's pushing it. But it's just clearly Shaquille O'Neal <laughs> yeah. wearing some sort of a leatherhead thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like... He's wearing a football helmet, essentially. Yes, yeah. it's so obviously him. And, like, Ray J's running around, like, oh, I could be your Robin, blah, blah, blah. And, like, he's fooling <laughs> Irma P. Hall at one point, like... Just everybody, stop it. Well, I mean, she's the same one who thought that fr- fr- the French and the soul food hadn't come together. <laughs> so maybe, maybe we're just, you know. She's going to yeah. invent Creole cu- cuisine in 1997. Uh, the kids in this movie, this is a, a nice little comparison I enjoyed making to myself. <laughs> the kids in this movie are kind of like the Foot Clan. Yes. Yep. And, and Judd Nelson is definitely the shredder of this situation. Because mm-hmm. also... They have the same kind of, and this is sort of weird too, and it kind of gets into like a weird sort of pedophile territory a little bit because like, so Judd Nelson is recruiting all these kids off the streets to come be these like gun runners and be in this gang and, and whatever. And so Ray J is recu- recruited, you know, a friend of a friend says to Ray J like, oh, I'm working at this sick arcade factory. Yeah. There's an arcade factory. Yeah, those are real. That's yeah. weird. Come to check it out. And like they get down there and this is really awkward because like, he walks in and he's like, so here's the place. And uh, Judd Nelson comes out. And uh, what's Ray J's name? Uh, Martin. And Judd Nelson is just like, oh, are, you must be Martin. Oh, I've heard a lot of good things about yeah, you. Yeah, that's creepy as fuck. And Ray J's just like, oh, really? That's cool. Yeah. And he's like, puts his arm around him and he's like, I'm going to take you on a tour of this factory now, Martin. I and got the, a van to show you. Yeah, and the dude who brings Ray J to the factory looks at like Ray J's got his back to him and Judd Nelson looks back at this kid and this kid looks at Judd Nelson and the kid's looking at him like you're gonna make this kid suck your dick aren't you just like you made me do it you fucking piece of shit I'm done doing your dirty well there's so much in this one look and I was like he might be molesting all of these kids. He even says, you can call me the man. Yeah, oh, yeah, the <laughs> man. It's so ridiculous. And it's like, you know, you could totally see, like, he, he molests this kid. And then it's like, you don't want your friends to know you're on the down low, right? Well, now you got to run guns for me. <laughs> I just can't. It's, 
he plays it like a fucking pedophile, and I don't know how nobody caught this. Well, I mean, that, that, that's kind of the problem with Judd Nelson's villain. Is that, All right, so we've got Steel, and we've got a bad guy who's just a white businessman. <laughs> he's got to get dipped in acid. He's got to get a yeah. fucking plate in his head or some sort of robot suit. I need to be a villain. Happen. Yeah. Something's got to happen. Somebody's got to say something. But <laughs> again, it's this movie trying to be like, well, we don't want to be a superhero movie. He's just He's a white guy. That's it. That's great. Yeah. The only thing we see of him doing that's like other than the like the only direct like evil evil thing he does is to get rid of this woman who is like kind of not on board with all the murdering and the neo weapons and all that stuff. The uh-huh. Witchblade. Uh, you, the, you, oh you, yes, Witchblade. You I'm may sorry. call her Witchblade, <laughs> Madam Witchblade. Um, Adam Witchblade. Madam. Oh yeah, that I'm Adam worse. Witchblade. No, not you, Adam. <laughs> we'll get to you in a minute. Oh, the opening. Um, so Judd Nelson goes uh, and he's like going to an elevator and he sees Witchblade get on an elevator with um, devil voice. With the, with the devil himself. With the devil himself. And he saves the devil himself, kind of. <laughs> well, okay, there's a couple other innocent number crunchers on oh, this yeah. elevator. You know, on the eighth floor working for like, you know, Keeley Cosmetics, just crunching numbers. <laughs> what, no, is it? Uh, Dantastic Inc. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the company name is Dantastic Inc. So, he's, so the devil gets off the elevator. <laughs> yes. And thank you very much. The doors close and Witchblade at the very last minute is like, no! And like, he has some bomb and it cuts off the cord and the elevator plummets to the bottom floor, killing everybody. And like, there's a huge explosion when it hits. Twelve people are dead, yeah, easily. At yeah, least. oh yeah. It's an outright tragedy. Other than that, though, really, like, you, there's no, like, really not cartoony scene where he's just, like, doing something evil. Just straight up evil, and that's what I need. I need him, I need, oh, sorry. You know, I, I could have just said this. I need steaks. <laughs> yeah, there needs to be some steaks. The only thing I will say that I don't even know if they get around to it or not but there's the one kid who back at the kid that Shaq is chasing mm-hmm. yeah, uh, yeah. through the train yard and whatever. Yeah, you know, he, Judd Nelson gets upset that this dude like almost fucked up the whole operation. And he's like, take care of that kid. You got to send a message to the rest of these kids yeah. that I may or may not be molesting that they can't <laughs> be, you know, mucking up the works here. Do they kill that kid? Yeah, they do. Because at a certain point, he says, oh, I'll do to you like I did to Reggie or whatever. Right, but it's an off-screen taking care of business. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, you don't even know what this guy's deal is. He's just kind of making these laser guns and just robbing banks with them kind of boringly. I mean, there's another steal second night out. He finally finds the guys. It's another bad fight in this movie. It's a big shootout. And the hilarious part in it is, uh, and this sort of leads into the, the you know the the latter half of this movie so there's this big shootout and the cops are chasing steel at the same time they're trying to deal with this this uh it's it's another robbery Mm -hmm. they're robbing the federal reserve (laughs) uh you know i guess you go from like a little nothing bank to immediately to the federal reserve in los angeles whatever that's you You got laser guns it's a fine escalation Mm -hmm. uh and there's like a chopper and they use the super weapon to shoot down this chopper and there's you know not reginald vell johnson like staring up at this falling chopper and shack as steel like runs and pushes this dude out of the way and by the way here's shack kind of a monster uh in a gigantic steel suit 
landing on this man with seemingly no consequence to yep. this guy's internal organs whatsoever. But they have this like, like the dude looks into Shaq's eyes and he, Shaq smiles at him and like gets up and runs away. This leads into, uh, John Henry is arrested in his grandmother's home. Yep. Uh, because, because they, they finally pieced together he's eight feet tall. <laughs> well, they determined, yes. The, they, yeah. they, 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 they'd gone to the circus. They, <laughs> they, they harassed that guy. They're like, all right, well, it's clearly John Henry Irons. <laughs> they went to the set of Adam's Family Values, and uh, that actor was busy. Uh, but so yeah, they're like, all right, you know, these are military grade weapons. John Henry just left the service. Yeah. He's steel and they're blaming him for all these robberies and everything. Yeah. Even though clearly there's a gang of multiple people yep. doing these things, but yeah, who cares about details? So he gets arrested in his grandmother's home hilariously. They're like, oh yeah, isn't it pretty crazy? All this stuff with this steel guy <laughs> yeah. or whatever. And it's kind of like this conversation. They're dancing around like whether or not she knows that Shaq is steel. It, it, it's your Spider-Man Aunt May conversation. Yes, exactly. <laughs> And Irma P. Hall goes like, are you? And before he can say anything, this SWAT team smashes <laughs> through this old lady's window. Also, which I don't understand, like, get a warrant. Like, knock on the door. Like, like, why, why the SWAT team? I guess because they think they might, you know, he might be in this little old lady's house dressed up in the steel. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's fair. You know, in which case they'd have to just taser his chin and he's out. And, but, you know. So what they do when they go in there, it's kind of not even for the steel thing. They find they ha- find a planted, I believe, Judd Nelson gun in his basement. Oh, that's right. Yes, they're like, oh, here's one of them now. It'd be great if the way they take him down is the way the Lilliputians took down Gulliver. Just a bunch of, like, <laughs> ropes and pulleys. <laughs> Cut to Shaq, like, tied down on a beach somewhere. <laughs> so Shaq goes to jail. and I mean, this is fucking fantastic. <laughs> because this movie has... No idea how police lineups work. A police lineup is as follows. The suspect that the police are hoping the witness identifies, and then five other dudes that are paid to be there. Mm -hmm. It's either volunteers trying to make some money. If you look like a scumbag, it's an easy way to pick up 50 bucks, or it's just cops. What it is in this movie is a room full of criminals. <laughs> it's all criminals. Mm-hmm. And then Shaq's standing there and they're like, you know, step forward and say this line or whatever it is. And it's all these guys like not taking it seriously and blah, blah, blah. Step like, forward and change this light bulb without <laughs> using a ladder. <laughs> it's you. Step forward and paint this ceiling. <laughs> well, that's like he's got a really like he, he could get an acquittal really quick because that lineup in a lineup, you're supposed to have people who all look alike. <laughs> nope. That, that's how. So they would have to go and hunt down the other seven foot eight people. And so you get Lurch, George Marison, Dikembe Mutombo, and Shaq in a room. Akeem Olajuwon. <laughs> get the dream in there for sure. Uh, so they bring the rich couple in, and the whole thing is like, oh, well, it's clearly him. Uh, but the rich couple doesn't want to turn him in because, you know, they're like, listen, uh, officers, this guy was fighting on the right side of the law. So they're like, nope, not him. Sorry. And they leave. And this dude. This detective is clearly like, all right, you're lying to me. Get the fuck out of here. Stop wasting my time. They bring in this other police officer who, you know, Shaq has since saved his life. So this dude knows that he's not a bad guy. And he's like, oh, you know, sorry, detective. He's not there. This guy probably ruins his career just to save Shaq. It's like, oh, yeah, you were up for a promotion to lieutenant. But guess what? You totally lied during that questioning. And after, You're never going anywhere. And after getting sacked by Steel, he's not he's not even on crutches. <laughs> I don't understand how this dude still has a rib cage. Look, like those organs are dust. 
Jello. He should be in Sparky's wheelchair. <laughs> or just so, one of those full body casts. Speaking of Sparky's wheelchair, uh, uh, Shaq is immediately freed from prison. Oh, God. Because uh, Sparky uses a little bit of fake technology. <laughs> yeah, oh, he wants some fake technology. Like, she calls the district attorney of Los Angeles pretending to be a representative from the mayor's office just to get this dude to say a couple of things into the phone. And I was like, oh, okay, she's going to, like, piece it together, I guess. And she asked him all the right questions so she could, like... You know, cut together him being like, I'm the DA, let him free. No, no, no. Her supercomputer just needed enough bits of hearing him to make a full fucking, like, voice modulator. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. And she calls up, and she's just talking to the phone like Annabeth Gish, and it's coming out like this DA, and she's just like, I demand that you let John Henry go. And that's it. He's out of jail. So that was a nice pit stop for this well, movie. I mean, this movie has more computer magic than copycat. I mean, like, <laughs> how they're getting lines out to this junkyard is fucking beyond me. Uh, that's, it's Richard Roundtree's magic. So last act of this movie is as follows. Uh, Judd Nelson's been, I guess, le- le- it's all been leading up to this where he... He starts calling up all the super criminals of the world. He's yeah. got some Nazis. He's got like no. some terrorists. <laughs> what it is is they um, they're like as soon as the uh, Federal Reserve thing happens, mm-hmm. they're like put the tape like they they ask their the Judd Nelson hackers uh-huh. are told to put the tape on the TV intronet. and like ev- apparently in all TVs across the globe. All these guys are watching the LA news to see the footage of this of these laser weapons and they're like, Give me that. Give me that. I want that. Well, it's, I think they might simulcast it over the internet because yeah. the whole thing, they cut to like the neo Nazis and it, it's these dudes just like on this computer and they're like, oh man, look at these weapons that we could buy. And they're, it's, there's, it's a shitty joke about like, yeah, the internet's for more than just looking at porn and all these like Nazis are sitting around like, <laughs> so yeah, there's like this big villain summit and it's, <laughs> it's the neo Nazis, a couple of Middle Eastern terrorists, Boris and Natasha. Sure there. Yep. Like it's really stupid. Dracula shows up. <laughs> I vomed your automatic weapon. Oh, Coney's there. There's a Coney there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple of like African nationals or whatever. So they're just all in this room for Judd Nelson's presentation. And you know, Annabeth Gish is a woman, so she gets kidnapped, clearly. And you yes. know, Steele goes to to save her. By the way, Judd Nelson, you could have just had this th- this summit go off without a fucking hitch. Major money got the fuck out of there if you just didn't kidnap the one guy that could stop you. Don't kidnap. Yeah, don't kidnap the assistant. Or his kind of sort of girlfriend, depending on who you ask. (laughs) (laughs) But so, like, Shaq tries to, like, sneak in, and this dude catches... Shaq sneaking in, by the way. (laughs) Shaq lurches in as quietly as possible, (laughs) which is sort of just like a horse trotting by. (laughs) Is there an earthquake going on? Why is this whole place shook? Oh, hi, Shaq. And, you know, he's, like, above, and he's watching everything. Oh, by the way, uh, Judd Nelson murders uh, that blonde dude who was, like, supposedly financing this whole oh, thing. Oh, Willie. Yeah, yeah, that dude just gets murdered. Not enough of the Lord of Darkness in this movie, either. Like, he's kind of set up as a big baddie, and he doesn't do much of anything. He doesn't do nothing. He doesn't split into a demon, that's for sure. <laughs> the only thing we no, know I is that... No, I do not. <laughs> All we know is that he's under Judd Nelson's thumb because he's scared of Judd Nelson. <laughs> yeah, he's petrified <laughs> of Judd Nelson. 
Man, he could snap his neck like a fucking toothpick. So this dude, like, that sneaks up behind Shaq. Like, Shaq's, like, above them watching everything in this warehouse. And this dude's like, well, hey, Shaq. And, like, puts a gun to his head. And then pushes him out this window. Shaq falls right in front of Judd Nelson. And he's like, ah, perfect. Now we can see, like, what my weapons are going to do. And then we commence the shootout. Because here comes Annabeth Gish, like, wheeled in, gun to her head. Luckily, she's had the foresight to soup up this wheelchair silver bullet style. Oh, yeah. It's got rockets and missiles and all sorts of bullshit. And, of course, it's an action superhero movie. So she go, turns to Shaquille O'Neal and goes, what? You're supposed to have all the fun? And oh, it's like, Jesus. Oh. Yes, I am because I'm the titular hero of this movie. <laughs> also, when the first time uh, Shaquille O'Neal uses his hammer gun, he says, it's hammer time, everybody. <laughs> That's what somebody learned. <laughs> you know, I, I would love it if. Uh, Kenneth Johnson's in South Central talking to all these fucking like street kids, and they're like, "Oh no, yeah, we say hammer time all the time." Like, oh, excellent! <laughs> I'm getting a lot of good stuff for my screenplay. You think uh, MC Hammer saw this movie in theaters and then immediately thought about trying to sue them? Absolutely. If he could just get a lawyer on the phone, he would have. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't stop tripping over his parachute pants. I don't think any of it because I think he says that whenever he picks up the phone. It's hammer time. <laughs> I think that's why no lawyer will take him seriously. So, I mean, yeah, we're the last act. Everyone's fighting each other. Uh, I mean, Judd Nelson kills, no, almost kills Hill Harper, but then Hill Harper just escapes, and it's like, who cares? Yeah, like, all, the, all the the Foot Clan all realize <laughs> they're you know children and run back to their parents. Elias Coe's like, family. You call this family? <laughs> that over there? That's family? Man, I would love it if there was just a fucking disgruntled middle-aged white man yelling at these kids. <laughs> uh, there's, a, I mean, the bit of bullshit about this action sequence, right, is like Annabeth Gish is just like shooting everybody with this fucking super wheelchair. And Steel is literally standing there watching. Yep. It's, again, like watching her crawl back into the chair. Steel's just using his magnet power. power. <laughs> he uses his fucking magnet. To get his thing back. And then I think it's her who kills Judd Nelson. I'm almost positive. No, no, she, she, no, no. She, she wheels her way out of there. She rocket wheels her way out of <laughs> yeah, there, she by does. the way. It's so fucking silly. That, <laughs> that is the silver bullet style. Uh, but no, like Judd Nelson's there and Shaq uses the... Or, no, what happens is... We gotta talk about the free throw. Oh, yeah. Oh, pl- okay, wait. All right, you do you pr- your part first. Okay, so... Judd Nelson pulls out uh, Ray J, and he's like, ah, this matters. And everyone's like, oh, no. <laughs> so uh, for five seconds, you think Ray J is going to get killed because you're a fucking retard. And <laughs> he fought, you know, Shaq spells him from, from Judd Nelson's creepy clutches. And they wind up in, like, a, 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 a storeroom closet. And the devil himself is like, I've got you. And he throws a grenade in there. And for th- four minutes... Ray J and Shaq are looking at this grenade like, well, what are we going to do with it? I don't know. <laughs> it is ridiculous. The timing the on The amount this. of time <laughs> that passes. I don't know. What do you do? So We Ray- certainly can't just bullet through this fucking hardwood, <laughs> these plywood walls. You're, you're in a goddamn steel super suit. Rip the door off the hinges. <laughs> and Shaq, he gives, Ray J gives him the grenade and he's like, come on, throw it through that really narrow hole up there. And Shaq says, I can't make three throws. And it's like, I fucking know you're a basketball player. I was trying to be invested in your movie for five fucking seconds, but you wouldn't let me do it, would you? So at the end, he has to make a fucking free throw to save the day, and it lands on the devil himself, and he goes right back to hell. <laughs> then, 
So then he decides he's going to break the door down, by the way. They break out of this thing, and there's Judd Nelson like, ha ha, I have you now. And he's got like the super gun. It's all like, you know, ready to go. And he shoots it at Shaq and whatever, because it's steel, (laughs) who fucking could possibly care? He says still bulletproof. (laughs) The the sound wave goes onto Shaq, like hits him in the chest and bounces back and hits Judd Nelson. And Judd Nelson goes flying back into a pile of cardboard boxes. <laughs> and then this whole fiery ceiling falls <laughs> down on him. Like, it is some perfect ass, like, mini golf, get the ball into the dragon's <laughs> mouth, like, timing. It's so great. It's kind of the only good part of the movie, but I mean, Judd Nelson goes up in flames. Which, you know, good for him. All pedophiles should. (laughs) (laughs) But wait a minute. And am I imagining that, like, uh, he got hit by the wave machine before and it actually hit him? Yeah. I'm almost positive of this. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. Uh, like like once or twice with the tiny ones. This is his new model wave gun that he has to get from his truck. Well, how about this? I think that's supposed to lead you to believe he that says. John Henry Irons is a much better weapons builder than Judd Nelson. He outthinks him in the end, Chris. I guess so. <laughs> Shaquille yeah. O'Neal outthinks him in the end. Well, how about that? I never thought the ending of Steel would be so cerebral. <laughs> It was all just a mind game. A game of telepathic chess between Shaquille <laughs> O'Neal and the Breakfast Club's Judd Nelson. It really is just like the end of X2. <laughs> Man, I would love it if this movie ended with like Judd Nelson with a bunch of chains like tying him to a dam and Shaq's using like his magnet powers to keep him there. <laughs> Uh, that he's just screaming for that damn to break. God damn, that's a great movie. That it's X2. great, great movie. And then fucking the and the, I mean the real end of it is fucking. We're at we're at the opening of Black and Blue. Back, okay, we're back at Grandma's house yep. where the front lawn is the restaurant. <laughs> what now? This lady Why? needs to get locked up. I'm sorry. I mean, I mean, th- this is how stupid. Th- I mean, you're right because it's kind of just like humor the crazy old lady because it's just like a bunch of plastic, shitty lawn furniture on the sidewalk, and there's like a kind of a shitty grand opening banner, and it's like, hey, we're all here for Grandma's restaurant. Great job, Grandma. You opened a restaurant and you invented a new kind of food. Wow. <laughs> What's this? You you say you called this etouffee? You just you figured it out, huh? Wow, what a what a great name! <laughs> Interesting. And, and I mean, like, dude, John yeah. Henry, you took Annabeth Gish out of that hospital home. There's a vacancy at that home. <laughs> you are in the military. I'm pretty sure you could just fucking get her in there. You yeah, know, you might still have some benefits. This way, I mean, you just saved the world from Judd Nelson. Hey, Grandma, you know who would love your food? The city of St. Louis at this <laughs> veterans hospital. Uh oh. So then, uh, it's great because you know they're all there having a great time eating Grandma's unoriginal food. <laughs> And uh, on original food. That's what I they would just like, called the restaurant. <laughs> just, that'd be a great name for like off brand yeah, thing. That's brand X. This <laughs> is grandma's unoriginal food. <laughs> grandma's yeah, right cuisine. <laughs> oh my god. The last thing is that uh so 
you know, I don't know how it gets set up, but Annabeth Gish reveals that she's modified her wheelchair so that it can make her stand, kind of. It's really awkward. She's like, and I've made some more adjustments. It takes four minutes, and she's standing. <laughs> it's the it's the motorized recliner that my dear grandmother had that helped her stand up out of a chair. Yeah. Like, that's what it is. It, and for standing up, this is kind of like Hannibal, again, Hannibal Lecter. She's strapped in. <laughs> There's a board and she's got a seatbelt on. Like, as a as a handicapped person, like, what is this doing for you? She goes to uh, Irma P. Hall. She's like, I heard you, uh, you breastfed Shaquille O'Neal. Stiffen your nipples, didn't it? 5'10", 5'11", slide the belt. <laughs> Man, oh, and so that's when they should kiss. By the way, it's that's what I'm talking it's about. It's gra- Grandma and Uncle Joe look at each other like, "Oh, young love," mm-hmm. and it's 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 so clearly that, and they lean in and give each other a friendly hug. Like what's like seriously? Would the world have ended? Like what the fuck? It's, it's so stupid. It's chicken shit. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> you get, you oh, get absolutely. absolutely no credit for it. You, you don't get half credit. You get zero credit. Less than you nothing. Get, you get points off for being a fucking wimp yeah. movie. Like, seriously. Now, here's what I will give this movie credit for. And, you know, with a lot of the stuff we've been talking about recently, I feel, especially last week with Godzilla, this movie does not make any... It doesn't have any preconceived notion that there might be a sequel. Oh no, they they it, knew they knew what was going on. It just ends at the grand opening of the Humor Her Cafe, <laughs> and you know we kick up that late '90s R and B, and that's it. There's no like you're not going to believe this. Nope. It doesn't end with him on another call. Like the streets will never be safe. Like it's over with. I it, mean, I think he kind of almost says something. I mean. I, My I days of being still. I kind of says. Yeah, oh, I mean, I, I, you know, I, do. I, I don't want to backtrack, but there is a thing where he's like talking to to to, um, Charles to Charles Napier using an Arnold Schwarzenegger voice box. Get it, everybody? Uh-huh. Uh, and it's just this thing where he's like, you know, the, my days with being steel are over with or whatever. Which, like, I guess could go either way. Like, he could be lying to him, yeah. but at least it's not ending with steel running at the camera with that fucking hammer. You know, and and Ray J by his side as little general or what you know, <laughs> or, that, or that fucking football helmet just coming at you. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> bursting through the television set like Monday Night Football. So this is kind of sort of a Superman movie, right? That's kind of the reason we did it, correct? With our friend Man of Steel coming out on Friday. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it's tangentially related to Superman. They keep calling him the Man of Steel in this movie. You see Shaquille O'Neal's real Man of Steel tattoo. Yeah, and it's. But this movie, for whatever reason, decided not to use any Superman <laughs> anything. Now John Henry Irons, like he's not, you know. Bitten by a kryptonite, kryptonite mosquito or anything like nope, that. Nope. He's, He's just, just a dude. Just, just Black Iron Man. Yeah. All right. I but, mean, how do you not acknowledge it? But still, like, what? The, one of the best scenes of the first Iron Man movie is him making the suit. Like, yep. why, why not put a little mythology into your movie? Yep. Just a little bit. And like, I understand that you're like Quincy Jones is here, so you know you want to make more of like a social commentary. Yeah. But you or a soundtrack film. <laughs> but you've. you've Fucked that up so bad yeah. from beginning to end, and you've essentially made an entire joke of the cause that you were really going for. <laughs> uh huh. 
why not just have some fun? Once you know that you've really fucked it up, just go and have some fun with it. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you know, here's how you end Steel, by the way. Here's what it is. I, and I don't even know if this matches up with the with the timeline of the comic, right? So you sure. said, like, it's Superman's yeah. dead, whatever. Uh, and it doesn't matter because you're not in this world, really, but you should acknowledge yeah. it some way, right? We're at the Humor Her Cafe. The phone rings, like, oh, John Henry, it's it's for you. Come get the phone. Picks up the phone. Yeah, this is John Henry Irons. John Henry Irons, this is Clark Kent. Yeah, yep. I'd, I'd love to talk to you about a story. Credits. That's that's it. That's all you need to do. That's, and that's fine. And that's something. You're giving yeah. the movie anything whatsoever. Connect it somehow. Well, you wouldn't want to do it. You wouldn't want one line in this movie to take the audience out of the movie, Andrew. That'd be <laughs> that'd be a fucking cry. Yeah, you wouldn't just drop a line in there to wink at the camera and distract everybody from the story you're setting up. Would anybody recommend this? I would not. Uh, yeah, it, it just it, it fails at every level. I mean, Shaq's abominable to watch. I mean, we haven't talked much. I mean, he's. A really bad actor. Of course, yeah. What yeah, yeah. of the greatest basketball players ever played? Really notably terrible actor. Just can't, I mean, like, he can't even really modulate his voice that well. I think he's a pretty poor sports commenter, too. Like, he is. It's, it's a horrendous mistake that he does TNT analysis. And he's next to fucking Charles Barkley, who's amazing. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, I just, just, just a big fat no. Chris? Uh, absolutely not. I mean, this, <laughs> I, and I said a little bit in a, a minute ago there. But I really i i have a there's a special place in my version of hell for <laughs> movies that try to make social issues, but also try to make it kitty shit. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it, it really like and like you could even do like a fucking like a Lethal Weapon three scene, man. That's all I'm looking for is like you somebody accidentally got shot, and you know like you're actually talking about these things. But like essentially, he uses like the whole message of the movie is just it is the Robin Hood thing. But, like, he doesn't really give anything back to the community. You don't even see those scenes of him doing something specifically for the community, helping, like, I don't know, put up a new wing at the hospital or whoever. Yeah. Like, whatever. Just something. If you're going to do that movie, do that movie. And I don't, I'm not going to give you too much shit for it. The John Henry Irons uh, research wing for gigantism. <laughs> That'll do. Uh, I would very lightly recommend this movie only because I find it hilariously terrible. Yeah. It, to me, it, it really does start dragging the last like third of the movie. For sure. But I mean, he is just so phenomenally terrible. And I'm kind of a, a sucker for cinematic mistakes this big. I mean, this is a miss. Step like nobody's business. This movie did not gross two million dollars. It, it, it cost like seventeen or eighteen million. Yeah, they couldn't even get that money back. And I mean, Shaquille O'Neal was a huge draw. That was that was the whole point. Is well, you know, we we'll get all those basketball fans well, in did, there, and the kids well, love did, them. Because how did cause, did Kazam do okay? No, or was that and a disaster as well? It was pretty much a disaster, and it came out before this movie. Yeah. So it's it's so great too because it's like these idiot studio executives <laughs> they got duped again. They didn't. How do you not learn a lesson from Kazam? <laughs> Holy Christ! All he had to do is play a genie, which is kind of the broadest spectrum you have. Uh, and you know what? Speaking of DC Comics movies, I would watch this movie again rather than Green Lantern. Yes, absolutely. The, just just put put a stake right there. Sure. Yeah, I go with that one. <laughs> Because, I mean, there's no flying shit pile. (laughs) Man, that's a fucking story for another day.
And that's steel. Oh, good God. Everybody okay? Everybody? We're all still breathing? I didn't steal myself enough. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. If you want to get a hold of us, check out the website for more show info, whmpodcast.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. We're at whmpodcast. Right into the mailbag, weallhatemovies at gmail.com. If you use iTunes to subscribe to the show, please leave a rating and review. Uh, help improve the show profile in the iTunes store. You can also catch us on Stitcher Radio. You can download the Stitcher app, stream the f- most recent five episodes on the go. Uh, our good buddy Eric Siska's program, Blame It on Outer Space. The first Wednesday of every month, Eric deconstructs a conspiracy theory or paranormal tale in a comedic fashion with him and his guests. Blame It on Outer Space.com. They're on Facebook, they're on Twitter at Blame Space Pod. Uh, and they're in iTunes and Stitcher as well. Chris's movie reviews can be found on slant.com. That's it for this week. Come back next week. More blockbusters. We're going to keep this train rolling. Until then, I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Zidak. Chris Cabin. Take it easy. <laughs>